Okay, here we go. Going live. Three, two, and one. It's loading. It's not me. Okay. Really think about it today. It's probably like uh, we have to resurface these files. We haven't used these files in a while. I'm clicking other things on the soundboard, and nothing's coming up either. Hmm. It's got the spinning wheel of death. Okay, we'll add it in post. <laughs> Welcome to the After Playlist Podcast, the music playlist discussion and reaction podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Lee. And I'm Terry Yo. And today we're going to be discussing the production technique known as the beat switch. This is where, if you're unaware, the instrumental backing on a song is noticeably altered and has a different, distinct production than what came before it. This is often joined with a flow switch up by the artist's uh, I say flow switch up because it's typically found at least today in rap songs and hip hop. Uh, it's often tied to whatever themes the song is conveying. Unsurprisingly, if you've at all listened to our podcast before, some of our favorite songs use B switches, and we're going to talk about it today. We love music and love talking about it, but first, let's introduce the songs featured in today's episode. In no particular order, slash particular order, we're going to go with the first song is DNA by Kendrick Lamar. Followed by Not Alike by Eminem and Royce the Five Nine, collectively known as Bad Meets Evil, but that's a whole other thing. Um, Never by Jid, Soul Food One and Two by Logic, Broke as Fuck by Corday, Slow Down Turbo by Rich Brian, Cabaret by Justin Timberlake and Drake, Medicine Man by Dr. Dre featuring Eminem, Anderson Park, and Candace Pally. What's your point? By Mama Mia, Mia <laughs> X, Fat Joe, and Snoop Dogg, followed by Be Great by Backwards, Despicable by Grandson, Twisted Heat by Rough Riders featuring Twista and Dragon, and finally, Down to the Wire by Hybrid. If you haven't already listened to the songs we're about to discuss, there's a link in the description, aka the show notes for this episode for direct links to the playlist for your listening pleasures. And finally, before diving into the actual episode, we have some quick after-playlist disclaimers. Number one, as always, we respect everyone's opinion, regardless of how wrong and awful it may be. Number two, we're not too bad with profanity, but sometimes a few explicit words may slip out occasionally, so you've been warned. And number three, we're just talking about the music, not the artist's real-life personal or cancelable issues. So regardless of what anyone has done before, after, or during the recording of this... Don't bring it to our doorsteps. We want to talk about it. Right. And without further ado, let's dive on in. All right. All right. So me being the more musically focused person between the both of us, the beat switch, it does something for me. Um, I absolutely thoroughly love it when a artist or producer decides to, to switch it up halfway between the song and the song continues as if the beat switch didn't happen, more or less, or it gets a little bit more amped because of it. Um, it's not like a immediate pause and then switch it to another song. It's sometimes it's just seamless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the creative ways that it can be done. So for me, as a you know former producer, um, there's a difference between the variation. Obviously, you know, there, there's variations between songs, but then when you can marry two distinctive, two or more distinctive sounds 
and force it to blend together and still maintain the same narrative or the same feel for that particular song to me it does something um how does it how does it when you were listening to it how did you feel yeah man just i mean you pretty much hit the nail on the head i feel like i mean it it definitely is i think especially after listening to this playlist uh, on repeat recently that it's it's a good mark of skill for a producer to be able to do it like do that seamlessly like you were just saying and like be able to bring these two what a lot of times should be like very disparate, like should be two totally different songs. Right. And then be able to bring it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out real quick, just, I, I knew you were excited for this episode because I remember you texted me one afternoon and you're like, Hey, oh, I have this idea for, you know, an idea for a topic for an episode. want to do a beat switch episode. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome idea. We should definitely do that. And it was like the next day you text me. He's like, all right, so I got my playlist ready for the beast switch episode <laughs> i'm like man he really wants to do this beast switch episode um but yeah it's it's um definitely as someone who doesn't have as much of a producer production background it it kind of caught me by surprise i think i think i mentioned these to you like whenever we first were building the playlist or whatever but a lot of my favorite songs have beat switches or, or something similar that change it up in a very, very noticeable, drastic way. Uh-huh. Um, so there's something about that. I think, you know, it also goes back to, as we've talked on the podcast before about music gumbo, just maybe you're able to merge different sounds together. It's just for you and me, man, it does something for us. Like Absolutely. The, the regular music just doesn't scratch that same itch. Absolutely. And to me, it just it, it, it further paints the narrative. So kind of going back to what we talked about in the classical music episode, um, it, it, it's hard. It's OK. Let me let me let me let me take a step back. It's hard in hip hop for one, because hip hop is based on repetition and sampling and taking different elements and kind of revamping it and kind of making your own along with adding originality to it. Whereas a composition um, natively has ebbs and flows throughout the entire composition. There's not really much repetition. There may be parts that are similar, but it's designed to be different throughout the whole thing. So to me, the B-Switch concept or the art of doing it kind of marries that sound, that, that, mm-hmm. that's, that technique into a modern way, like bringing that ability to change the entire composition without changing the whole picture, if that makes so, sense. Right. I was thinking about this and without looking it up, I wanted to just talk about it kind of blindly and then see what your thoughts on this were. Maybe you might have more knowledge, but I have a strong feeling, a strong assumption that a, a lot of like for, for modern hip hop, the, the idea of a B switch is rooted in like the DJing roots of 100%, the genre. 100%. Because like if you're playing for a live audience, you don't really want to have that, dead time in between songs so i'm sure mm-hmm. the better djs would find ways to incorporate the switch from one song or one beat into another like to make that stylistically like pleasant to listen to right yeah 100 and then also um going back to the d like the from the speaking purely from uh, like the hip-hop d switch part um that is 100 correct is definitely rooted partly in the dj world um partly out of creativity and also partly out of necessity because certain songs were, you know, had a longer length as far as vocals and then some, but the beat or instrumental that they would use, it would run out. 
So they got to mm. throw something else in there to keep it going. You know what I mean? So right, and right. Then you don't want the dead air. And also, you know, you got a five minute, you know, acapella. You only got a four and a half minute beat. You got to flip it up somehow. And then also, you know, even back then, you know, people's focus were, you know, very short. It's even worse now, but even back then to a varying degrees. Um, you know, when you're out there, you know, dancing or whatever else, then a different beat come on. You're like, okay, I like this. It's still the same damn song, but you don't realize because they don't switch the beat up, but it's still the right, same, right, vocal, right, yeah. same vocals on top of it. So, you know, again, this episode is primarily hip hop centric, but the beat switch is not just in hip hop. Like, uh, our like, playlist also demonstrates that. Exactly. Exactly. And then it even goes back to like, you know, like even like the old, uh, not old, but like the, the the classic R&B groups like the OJs and the Ozzy Brothers, they've, you know, they've switched songs, but they call it, you know, this is this song, part one and part two. Part two would be a different variation of the same song, but, you know, just put it all together. Um, the most classic beat switch of all time is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, technically, if you really think about it. Um, I so. didn't think about it, but that, <laughs> yeah, that's got to be up there. Yeah, so I mean, but you know, we kind of kept kept it in, in the modern in the modern world for you know for for us because we're you know we're we're hip hop heads and that's our foundation. We love all genres, but this is you yeah. Know, and the, I think this is for our playlist for this episode. This was definitely more of like our favorites yes, that exhibit sure. this versus like what are the best necessarily yeah absolutely. i think you can maybe make an argument some of these are at least in the running for the best but oh top tier like top girl, tier. It's, this is a strong playlist we got for sure absolutely. Like i know you mentioned this is possibly your favorite it's it's at least top three for me oh yeah it's, it's definitely up there like i can listen to this and and i mean it just it, it sparks so much joy in me um but okay I can't bear the lead anymore. Which one caught you off, like caught you by surprise the most? Oh, easily the backwards. Okay. Um, just because, first of all, I never heard of them as a group, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as it starts, it's like a um, not like purely metal. It's definitely like a harder rock, if not metal, um, song for like the beginning, and then it just like hard cuts to there is a soft i mean yeah i guess i guess soft but it's gonna say relative to the rest of it even outside of like the rest of the like hard rock sounds it's still a pretty soft beat underneath and it's just total uh, totally tonally different mm-hmm. that it just that one more than and there's a few on here that like definitely caught me a little off guard but that one by far the most just because i think just the, the combination of not knowing anything about backwards and that it's kind of uh I'm not listening to the other songs, but just looking up the group, this seems like that's kind of their thing is they mix like metal, hard rock with, with hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was definitely a great, great example of like we just said, uh, yeah, the beat switch in like outside of hip hop. Yeah. Which I guess that's still, it's kind of hip hop, but you know, again, just whenever you start fusion, fusing genres and everything together, it gets a little blurry line, but yeah, for sure. So um being transparent i'd never heard of them either so <laughs> i so i had to reach out because um i was trying to find a song okay let's take that back <laughs> could have sworn i put this shit on mute <laughs> okay so we're gonna do that now okay take that back now um so yeah i never heard of them either um so i was trying to find 
a song in particular because I knew I knew we we're gonna go kind of hip hop heavy, but I also wanted to try to find something that demonstrated the concept of B switches in the modern era with different genres. Um, but couldn't really find any that I particularly liked. So I reached out to Reddit and I was kind of digging around through there and they mentioned backwards and this song be great. And I never heard of them. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I just, you know, I'm just listening, listening. And me being the uh, professional multitasker that I am, I just had the song on listening to it, doing other things. And then that hard cut happened. And I was like, what? Hold up, hold up. So then like, so that happened, I stopped. And then I went back and watched the music video from the beginning. And I was completely blown away. Did you get a chance to watch the music video at all? No, I did not. Okay, well, I am going to spoil some shit for you. Uh, the lead singer, his name is Eric July. That mm-hmm, is a black mm-hmm. man yep. singing that song. For the, yep. he, the same guy that's rapping. Yeah, it's yeah. the same guy that was singing in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I didn't know that. And then, um, and then in the video, I didn't um, until I looked it up. Because that was one of the questions I had. I was like, is this the same guy? I was, I was, I was actually, I think the reason I initially looked them up was to see what their like band makeup was and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. So I was like, what? I was like, okay, go ahead, brother, man, do your thing. And um, and then and watching the video. So uh, in the rap verse, when he's like, you know, pull out the receipts and everything he's talking about, you know, different times and and um, his uh, cameos and all that stuff. He has video evidence of everything he's rapping about. Oh, so, so I was just like, bro, he's he going in on how he's feeling about it. And then also I like the message behind the song is basically just stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Focus on your own shit and, you know, be focused on yourself and be great ultimately. Yeah, so, it is um, a good message, which I've also just on like the Spotify blurb for them, for uh-huh. the band, it it lists or it uh, outlines July. I'm trying to remember exactly what I said. I think it was like Christian anarcho anti-capitalist something and i was like that is a mouthful of a descriptor to like have as like this is this is the messages i'm trying to put out in the world it is and oh my god i listened to that whole album Um, did you is that's one of the things i plan to do after this episode i just i didn't want to take too much time away from the playlist but yeah so i snuck it in you know in between listeners and i listened to the whole album and um Ooh, man. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of political, a lot of political talk, um, a lot of religion talk. It's a lot of uh, definitely anarchists, definitely rebel against the machine. Ask. It's also that's a level. weird. Those are all like I feel like slightly different, like anarch, anarchy and or, or anarchists and mm-hmm. like anti-capitalists and all that, like kind of go together. But then you had the Christian end to like being a rebel and doing all this stuff. Just I don't know. It's, it's very, it's a unique mix it, of of perspectives that he's bringing to the table. It definitely is, and and you can tell even even on the Be Great song that there's songs, not songs. There's a particular lyrics that he wanted to cuss, but he didn't. So like they don't use profanity at all uh, on their records. Uh, that was so, one thing I noticed in the song. Mm-hmm, yep. So so that was kind of interesting uh, to kind of kind of figure that out. But yeah. Um, of I don't know what the stat the current status of the group is because I think this album came out in like 2017 or something like that. And 2018. 2018 might have been 2017. It was around there. Yeah. So four or five heard, years ago. Have six heard, years ago. Haven't heard much from. Haven't really seen anything from them since then nor have a really thoroughly look but if backwards and or eric july if he out there doing his thing definitely check them out because i mean the quality sonically the production wise is def is it's top notch like it's imagine if if lincoln park 
continue their original track like back in like the in the end days like that hardcore new battle sound before they started doing all the other extracurricular stuff and then kind of going back to it before uh chester passed imagine mm-hmm. if that sound was still going to this day and also modernized like it's like 808 galore metal like the screaming and the flow and it's just like it's top it's top notch like the lyric it is top notch yeah yeah you'll definitely you'll definitely i second what one. i second what terry was saying here Definitely, definitely check them out. I'm, I'm out of all the groups, out of all the artists on here. This this is definitely the one I'm most looking forward to. Like going and listening to like just their album. Nice. Which I say that most of these people I've listened to a lot already, but mm-hmm. that doesn't disprove what I just said. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm no, still no. excited for them. They're good. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Making up my own arguments and like <laughs> countering them in my own head. Uh, okay. Well, was that your? Are you agreeing with me that that was your favorite? Like our uh, most most interesting, or do you have another pick? Uh, okay. So that that one that one was definitely top tier because again, when I first first heard it, I was not expecting it at all. Yeah, it, it really um, blew me away the first time. Absolutely. So that that, that really kind of rocked my world. Um, the other one that rocked my world initially uh, when I first heard it when it came out was a uh, Medicine Man with Dr. Dre and Eminem. Um, when uh, that was part of uh, Dr. Dre's. Compton album when yeah. the Straight Outta Compton uh, movie soundtrack that he did that served as his third album because this man refuses to put out albums. Uh, <laughs> Which but, I had uh, not heard this song in several years, so yeah. just for that, thanks for putting it on here. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's nice to listen to it again. Yeah, it, it definitely stayed in my rotation, but I remember that. I remember that day specifically. I was at one of my old apartments, and I was like, I think I was like, like halfway like that. I was like listening to it, um, like when it came out. I had my headphones on. And I'm just like listening to it, brushing my teeth, and that Eminem part came on, and I like spit the toothpaste across the. So I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, Whoa. "That checks out." <laughs> like I was not expecting that that beat drop to happen as hard as it did. So uh, you know, just just Eminem in general is. Uh, I mean, the guy's a talent. I mean, we can't. You can get into the debates of Slim Shady versus Marshall Mather, Math, Marshall Mathers versus the Goat, and whether or not him being a white man that he should be a hip hop. Blah 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 blah. I don't give a shit. The verse is tight. The verse is hardcore. Verse is tight. It's good. Man, he, he wrote on the that, beat. It was on amazing. On that note, what's crazy is just recently I've seen like a few different places, like within the last, I don't know, two weeks to a month, I've seen like online people talking about like people dissing Eminem, but the reason they say they don't like him, and this is what's tripping me up, is they're like, he's too good. He's too technical. And I'm just like, what are you talking about right now? He is so far above everyone else in skill level that mm-hmm. he's now looped back around to people not liking him because he's so good. I mean, man, honestly, that's pretty much it. Like, like when you're so good that you become the villain, you know, because you're too good. I mean, but like as a listener, how do you, how do you listen to like, just how skillful he, this is such a long tangent we're going on, but yeah, I just, man, I don't know. That's just, it bothers me that people don't like something because it's too good. It's like, what, do you, why are you listening? You prefer trash? What is wrong with you? I mean, there are some bottom <laughs> dwellers out there, dude. I'm just like, I'm not saying everyone has to like Eminem. I totally get if you don't like him, that's fine. Like who you like, don't uh-huh. like who you don't like, that's whatever. But just, I don't know. Just that reason alone bothers me. He's yeah. too good. I don't like him. He's too technical. It's like, dude, shut up. Yeah, I mean, I fully agree with you on that one. That's, you know, if you don't like somebody, at least be able to articulate the reason why and have a valid argument. If he's like, like I oh, see some people say he's a corny white guy that if that's how you feel fine, I can accept that. Okay. <laughs> I don't agree with it. I can accept it I, again. 
like I said, have a valid argument. Corny yeah. white guy doesn't mean anything. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah. I mean, because technically, damn, I mean, if we really want to go bar for bar, bring up Weird Al, White and Nerdy. <laughs> Weird Al outwrapped everybody in that fucking yeah. game. Like, That's true. He did better than Chameleon there, that's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even like. I don't even. Thought, I think we like the, the original version anymore. To no, be honest. I think most people didn't after his parody came out. Yeah, like come on, like we're like bar from bar. Like let's not let's not go there. But um, okay, moving along from that tangent. Well, um, I want to go straight into the flip of that. What what? Okay, that's some of our favorite. Do you did you have a least favorite or a least interesting, kind of most boring? Didn't really do it for you. Song with the beat switch on this playlist. Okay, so to be fair. All of these did it for me. Um, okay. And to be fair, I agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the, there wasn't any that didn't do it for me. It definitely did it for me in multiple ways and had to smoke a cigarette afterwards. So I'm totally fine with it. But in comparison to all of them on this playlist, mm-hmm. the one that was probably the weakest, but also the, but, but nice in its own way, was Cabaret. With uh, Justin Timberlake and Drake. So the reason I put that one on there, because number one, uh, Justin Timberlake and Timberland, they're always doing that whole B-Switch thing. And never like they've been doing it like since way back when. Um, and Timberland's been doing this since way back when. Like in his, his, early, his early productions, that's like that became like his trademark. One of his I was going to say, that was like one of his like, yeah, that's one of his yeah, trademarks. Good way to put it. That's one of his like highlighted things of his. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But for me, I like that one because it was subtle and it snuck up on you. So that's what I liked about yeah. that one. Whereas like, you know, like 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 DNA and um and like JIT, those were like aggressive. Like it just said, we're gonna jump right into this and like and just keep going. Whereas Cabaret, you know, it was like the beat switch happened halfway between Drake's verse and then Drake being a singer as well. He was just singing the melody. Something okay. It's like he just doing look at like a little di- like a little melody, whatever, following the beat. And then the, his verse continues. I was like, hold up, this beat's different. And then and, and then the bass dropped with that too. And then the hi hat started going crazy. I was like, okay, okay. I'm like, all right, all right. And I started you know starting getting hype a little bit at that point. So comparison to everything else on this list is definitely the weaker one, but I still think it's a good one. And then also, I don't think a lot of people even heard this song because it was on the. Uh, 2020 experience part two you know i don't think mm. a lot of people really i never out heard it so, before this playlist yeah so but yeah um what about you or what, what did you think about cabaret or um i i did like cabaret and it's it's kind of a good spot like right in the middle of the playlist where like on my initial listen um like through the playlist once i got everything completed and um how do i want to put it like i don't know it it hadn't my like where I was going with that just kind of like trailed off in my head. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I, let me just backtrack a little bit. I did like Cabaret, and I do agree with you that compared to some of the other songs and some of the other beat switches and production on this playlist, it is a little bit. I don't know why, but the word that keeps popping in my head is like shy. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's maybe the best no, word, no, but I feel like the beat is kind of shy in this, at least in like the switching part of it. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I agree with you. I, 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 I like that 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 descriptor for it. Because it's, yeah. it's not like in your face. It's like, okay, we're going to change it, but not be too aggressive with the change, but still hype it up just a little bit. It's like it's like turning the volume up from like five to like seven. Like you need yeah. to go crazy with it. Another one that I kind of felt was 
not in the same vein as Cadbury, like sonically or anything, but in the same vein as like what, what we just said with the just slightly turning it up was, uh, what's your point? Okay. And again, I think this may be because I don't necessarily have quite, this was one of the ones I would like, I looped it like on repeat a couple of times to like, where exactly and how exactly is this beat switching up? Like I want to try and like pinpoint exactly because I kept missing it. Really? And it was like, it was kind of, yeah, it was like, for me, man, listening through it, it was kind of subtle. At, at least wow. like the first few times. So for me, this one was not again like I'll, I enjoyed all of these immensely, but that was the one I just because I think it took me a few times to really like zero in on that. Okay. Um, but you did catch it, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> took me a few times, but yes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Now, well, you sounds like you have something you want to say about that specifically. Oh, yeah, um, that was one of the songs that actually inspired this this topic in general. Um, really? Because I remember when I first heard that song. Like my mom was blown. Like I was like, "Oh, okay, that's the, that's a unique take." Uh, you know, saying like, "What's your point? We're all the same." But how each rapper represents a different type of hip hop, and it's and their and the genre switched for their verses on each one. So that was pretty dope. How Fat Joe had a New York style beat, then Beast by the Pound switched it over to like a West Coast inspired beat for Snoop Dogg verse, and then switched it over to like a New, a New Orleans, um, you know, funky guitar riff for Mia X's verse and and then for them to all still have the same tempo, the same cadence and how everything blends seamlessly with each other. I thought that was dope creatively. It's just, I think, okay, so I think part of it for me was one, it was a pretty seamless blend and then two, let me ask you a question. Was there like uh, production-wise, sonically-wise, was there like a through line on the beat throughout the whole song that like stayed consistent? Um, mainly Mainly the tempo. Just the tempo? Okay. Just the tempo and then like the in the chorus, like how the chorus fed on everything. Um, because like because the beat the the beat uh changed for each one. It was a different drum pattern, different instrumentation. Um I don't think I know uh Fat Joe's part and Snoop Dogg's part, they both had pianos in it, but I think they switched the piano to a guitar for Mia X's part. But outside of that, just mainly like like the bass line. I mean, every, everything just like it was literally three different beats mushed together. Maybe it's just then, the tempo. And, I don't know. The first couple of listens, like I said, I had a hard uh-huh. time differentiating, or maybe just again I needed to because I was still in my kind of lyric focused mindset. It took a, a few times to break myself out of that. But uh-huh. um, wh- okay. With all that being said, though, I do kind of want to go into a point where I had. I was talking to a buddy whenever I was trying to find my last song, and he had recommended a couple songs that I didn't really i ended up not picking them for for a couple reasons um so looping back around to what you just said about like dna and jid like never by jid um they are very aggressive and it's very much and even uh you know both soul foods are like this as well Mm -hmm. where it's it is very much kind of like they just took two songs and like put them together right Mm -hmm. and it is kind of a hard aggressive like switch on that that Obviously, again, you know, these were some of my favorite songs, but I think why most of my songs are that way is because I had a hard time at first. Like, really, if it's kind of a more subtle Mm -hmm. B-switch, I had a hard time, like, picking up on it. So whenever I was, like, first making the playlist, it had to be, like, this hard cut. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this is the B-switch right here. This is where it's at. Mm -hmm. Um, So whenever my friend had recommended me some songs, I actually turned them down. At first, I was like... But for like, he he's blanking on the name of the song or the title of the song, but it was some Will I Am song that definitely I went back and listened to it. Definitely does have a beat switch, but it was like it was kind of a, a more subtle beat yeah. switch. 
And I was messaging him and I was like, I don't think I'm going to go with this one. And he was like, why? And he's getting all upset. And he was, I was like, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. According to totally arbitrary definitions I just made up, I feel like this song is more of a beat change and mm-hmm. I'm looking for more of a beat switch. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't know exactly how to verbalize what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about it with you and see what your thoughts on that were. Is there, do you think there's like, yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, obviously there's a difference, but like, is there, should there be like a different like demarcation between the two or should it all just be beat switch? And like, what, I don't know, what's, what's your thoughts on that on, in general, I guess? I, well, in general for me, like, I mean, there's different levels to it. And like, I had some songs that I had picked out as well that weren't as aggressive and they were like more of a variation or a change or just like a modification to like how the, how the song was. And to me, I like that personally because I pick up on those little things, but I also had you in mind as somebody who doesn't really listen to production level like that. And that I do like, like that? that stuff. It's yeah. just I don't pick up on it as easily. So I have to kind of have someone either have to have like very focused listening on my part or I have to have someone like you or someone who's more knowledgeable kind of point it out to me. Yeah. So it's, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just a higher barrier, I guess, for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's different focus. Like, you know, like, like you, you'll point out a lyric that I like, I'll just gloss right over and they will be like, oh, shit, that was profound. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, different structure, different folks. But ultimately, I, I think there's different levels. I mean, there's like, the whole beat change, beat, beat switch. I mean, they're all synonyms. Or we're, we're kind of splitting hairs ultimately, but um, totally. I, I definitely agree that there's different levels as far as how aggressive the change can be, or if it'd be a subtle uh, like variation or a little tweak on something. Like there's like like the, there's a song by Hybrid, not this one that's on the playlist, but there's another song by them um, called "Falling Down" that I absolutely love. And the only thing that changes is. The tempo, like after the midpoint of the song, so like there's like a little bridge, and then the bass comes back in, but the bass line changes. The the beat stays the same, but the bass line changes. And I get so hyped just because of that bass line change. Cause it goes from doom, 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 like that throughout the whole beat. And then when that bass line change, it goes doom, 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 doom. So it becomes more lively. To me, I like that because I'm like, okay, now we're cranking it up a little bit. And then and then when you can do that kind of change and then marry that with the previous melody, I mean, like I'm I'm putty pretty much at that point. Um, <laughs> so I'm, so, I mean, I'm in, like I'm hooked for life. So, and, and, and a lot of producers do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of older songs do that too, where like they'll just kind of riff a little bit. Like you'll have a repetitious part that goes throughout the whole melody, but then you have a part that's like a, an accompanying part or the bass line would kind of variate, you know, very, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, change up a little bit. So just different levels to it. Um, I do like how you, you chose some aggressive beat switches. And I think that's dope. That's dope. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy that because again, it is marrying two different songs together, but overall, it, you know, the theme between both iterations of that song, it, 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 it creates a cohesive thought, a cohesive uh, song in general. And like, I, th- I think that's pretty dope. Um, and then also <laughs> me being a person that like, Hey, why well, have a, or B. Let's or do both. Have, yeah. <laughs> C. Both. C. Yeah. Why not both? Put both of the bitches together. Boom. You got a whole hit. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy those kind of things. So I am curious beyond backwards and be great. Which what change made you? What's the word I want to say? Was a pleasant surprise or a pleasant what the hell is happening? Hmm. 
I'm trying to think back to some of the some of my picks, like the first time I heard them. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I, I definitely don't think I had any what the hell is happening <laughs> for any of our any of our picks. Okay. Um, hold on, let me just let me pull up our little our our list of all the songs here. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't have any like what what the hell. Um, I mean, okay, while I'm thinking about it, but do you do you want to talk about yours? Oh, for sure. So I had two. I had two moments um, initially. The first time I heard Soul Food, the, the original Soul Food by Logic, that that, that kind of threw me off uh, initially because um, I discovered Logic way back. It was like during a BET hip hop thing, and he was like in a cipher, and I was like, "Who's this random albino kid?" Because it was like a black, black and white video, and I didn't know he was biracial. I was like, "What?" This dude, hella light. So, so, uh, so you um, weren't wrong. So, uh, and then the album dropped, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, so this is like back. This is on Logic's debut album, um, Under Pressure. And um, and I listened to the first song, and then I think Soul Food was like maybe like track two or three on there. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, I Straight was front. yeah, and I was working a part time job at that time, and I just kind of just, I mean, I couldn't really like, uh, I just had I just press play and just let it do its thing. And at the time, I was like, "That's a lot of songs on here," but I didn't realize he was doing like a lot of uh, switch it up, you know, between the songs or whatever. And then when this one came on, I was like, "Okay," you know, after listening to it another time, I was like, "Okay, that's weird." And I said, oh, wh- wh- "Where's that third song?" Because I'm like trying to find that part, and I didn't realize that was still Sofu. I thought it was Sofu, and then that other half of Sofu was another song, and then the song mm-hmm. after that. So I was trying to find it. I was like, "Where's it? Where's it? One song I heard. I know I heard something," and then I. Religiously actually paid attention, like looked at my screen while I was listening. I was like, "Oh, that's still part of Soul Food." So, so that that was kind of like a little interesting thing. I was like, "Okay, okay, I see." What I you're do doing have there. a vague memory of having a similar reaction. We're like looking up, "Where's that Venom Denim song?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing it was the second part. Yeah. Um, so you just you bring up Soul Food, reminding me. I did kind of have a moment whenever No Pressure came out in uh, twenty. I think it was twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. 2019 to 2020 um and he has soul food too yeah obviously i recognize it because like logic that that first under pressure album was like one of the first albums that like you and me really bonded over musically mm-hmm. um so that's that's always just been like a favorite album of mine and of course as you know i've i've probably listened to soul food like the first one uh countless times by this point mm-hmm. and so whenever that came on in- immediately i'm like oh this is you know, I, I, I kind of did what you were saying where I just, I, whenever the album came out, I just hit play at the front and look at anything or what it was or anything. So then whenever that soul food two came out and it's not on, on no pressure, it's not at the front of the album. It's kind of more in the middle towards the end. It's a little bit further down. So I was like, kind of, you know, I've been listening to several songs. I've been jamming to with my phone off to the side that comes on immediately. I'm like, I know that beat. Yeah. So like, oh, soul food two. Okay. And I'm expecting at this point because of soul food one, I'm expecting the beat switch. Uh-huh. Right. But it's still because the first half, I thought it was going to be like basically the same beat for both halves uh-huh. of Soul Food 1. So that kind of threw me off. And just the direction he took that the like on Soul Food 2, the direction he took the song after the beat switch versus Soul Food 1. Yeah. Kind of sort of, I guess, is, is what you were asking me. Like I didn't wasn't necessarily like, what the hell? But it was like, oh, OK. Yeah. I see you're mixing it up. You're doing it different. You're, you're sampling yourself, which is like boss baller move first of all and you're also like still doing something different and creative with it and like he even talks about going into that second verse like i just want to have some like 
basement fun type shit. Like I don't want to be, you know, all super serious. Let's just have fun with it. I'm rapping on my own beat. What's it matter? Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. the feeling he brings to it, which is just great. Yep. 1000%. Okay. So the one I was trying to get you to, uh, to, to talk about, um, cause you know, I'm kind of leading the witness here a little bit, but I, I, I wonder your thoughts on that, on the twisted heat song with uh twist and drag on the first the time you heard heat, that. it's one of the songs i've heard that i've heard this song several times in the past okay um just randomly different places so this was one of the ones i haven't heard in a long or good while uh-huh. but i haven't heard before okay um and I, this one for me is definitely just a fun song just with the just the the tempo steadily increasing and increasing it just it just makes me want to like i don't know man it makes me all bubbly and like amped up at the same time it's great of course you know my love for twista is widely known it should be if you listen to the podcast at this point um i've not heard a ton of rough riders but i do like them Mm -hmm. um not heard a ton of drag on but just the name drag on like immediately you're okay in my book yeah (laughs) and then you listen to the song he's okay in the song i suppose yeah yeah, Um, yeah, he's all right i mean like drag on was like rough riders was setting up drag on to be kind of like dmx jr mm -hmm. essentially um but he never really kind of soared to those heights but you know he, he all right like his album was kind of womp womp the first time i heard it i went back and re-listened to it a, a couple months ago and now with older more mature ears i i i, it, it, it's, it's a little bit better than what, what it was when i first heard it back in the day but he hasn't really done much other than um i mean i don't know i really haven't been seeing to be honest with you. i've really been checking for so we might have to do a deep dive and see where he at i don't know at some point i'm not committed to that for the record i'm not committed <laughs> to doing a deep dive on dragon but um but yeah, yeah <laughs> I, 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 but to me i just like <laughs> swiss beast is funny in general um he is so or they are the, I, I don't know if it's just one dude or what but no 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 no. it's one dude it's one dude uh, okay. he's, he's actually alicia key's husband if you're not familiar um, oh i yeah. was not familiar with that yeah yeah that's a whole that's a whole another drama right there we can talk about that's that that's a later. whole other episode we could do that. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah maybe folks were happy and mad about that one for sure but um but anyway but yeah i like i just like how you said like this is volume two get ignorant <laughs> like just start cranking up and i'll and i was listening to it at work and uh, <laughs> so I'm listening to it at work, and I had to call my manager um, into my room for a moment. And you know, I still have the song playing in the background. I turned it down a little bit, and all, it was towards the end of the song where um, it, it sped up, but then it kind of slowed down again. Mm-hmm, and it was, mm-hmm. it was more of an instrumental at that point. So my manager, you know, he's in there, you know, in, in my room, you know, doing doing his thing or whatever. And he kind of started bobbing his head to the fast part. I did it slow down, and then the instrumental started going on. And then he just looked at me. And he was like. You listen to all kind of shit, huh? <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like, you don't know what you're gonna get when you walk in this room, man. I listen to everything, so that that took me to death this week. I was like, <laughs> I got called awesome. out. <laughs> man, it's like you listen to all kind of shit. What the hell? <laughs> so, well, let me ask you a question. Was this song? This one was a, on the original because I know you had like added a couple others uh-huh. like after you edit first sent me and i was trying to remember if this one was on that initial first playlist or if you added it kind of later on once i started adding some of mine to it okay so it, this was okay it was kind of in between so um there were a few cuts that um okay so basically i the last two were the ones that i were kind of i was struggling to decide whether or not i wanted to keep them or take them out um because 
I was trying to, I was struggling with the definition of the beat switch, just like how you were initially. So I was like, cause that's kind of a beat change, but it's still kind of fun, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's something unexpected. So, um, so I was kind of worried about that one. And I said, after a while, I was like, after listening to it a couple of times, I was like, this song was too fun to not put it on here and like to let other people hear it and give it, give it the props and recognition that it, that it truly deserves. Um, uh, so I ended up throwing it on there. There were, um, there was another song that I wanted to put on there, but then upon listening to it, I just, I didn't like the first half of the song as much as the second half. And I didn't want to subject people to that, that torture, um, as much. Fair. Um, and that was a old Missy Elliott song, uh, called, uh, you don't know future little mo and that song starts off with um, full R&B um, vocals for the first half, full R&B, ver- first verse and second verse. And Little Mo, Little Mo, who's also you know R&B singer, and people know her from um, singing the hook of uh, Ja Rule's uh, Put It On Me and all that good stuff. So she's known for her extra ad-libs and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then they, it's like the interlude part, not interlude, but the, the uh, bridge of the song is these two women get into an argument. And then the last half, they actually get into a verbal uh, spat with each other and they're, and the beat switches to a rap song and they're rapping at each other. Um, mm. So now I was going to use that as a genre flip, but then around that time is when I kind of found um, backwards and I was like, okay, that, that kind of could convey that message that I wanted to do. But if you want to go and check out uh, that old Missy Elliott song, it's off of her second album, the real world, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to subject too many people to that torture. Okay. Fair. Yep. I was just curious. Cause I, I didn't remember like whenever you first hit the playlist, I kind of listened immediately. And for some reason I wasn't remembering that one being on there. Uh-huh. I was like, did I just, am I just completely misremembering it? Mm, nope. 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 I kind of, it was, it was added was, later on. Yeah. I was added la- later on going back and forth. And then also I was fighting to not put the hybrid song on there because you know, we did that whole hybrid deep dive and I was like, I didn't want to put that but, on there again. I said, but it's such a good B switch and I it's freaking a good love B switch. And it's a good, it's another good example of like an all alternative in the sense of like alternative from, compared to hip hop uh-huh. genre that, that does a beat switch very well. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we only really had, we had what this one, the grandson song and backwards is like really the only three like genre flips we have on uh-huh. the playlist. Yeah. So I thought it was a very, it's a good representation kind of, again, just show that point about beat switches. Yep. So it, it deserves its place. Is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we discussed the songs the ones we like, why we like them and why we didn't like them let's give a shout out to the producers of these songs um so dna was produced by mike will made it uh not mike alike. Will made it <laughs> sorry i had to do it <laughs> not alike by eminem was produced by tay keith ronnie J, eminem and cut beats a q beats Q um, beats, yeah. Q beats, uh, no relation. Um, <laughs> the never by jid was pre- produced by christo and childish major um logic uh soul food one was produced by oh gosh man the hold on oh, wait i think i got you on this one this is a weird name hold on let me find it uh okay logic uh soul food by logic was produced by alkabulan dj khalil and six okay alkabulan i think I'm, I'm probably butchering that but that's what it looks like okay you still you said it better than what i was gonna say uh and so food two by logic was produced by logic because he sampled his own stuff in six and uh mtk uh broke as fuck by uh Corday. um which you know what let's pause this real quick that was dope i really like that song 
I, yeah, I actually want to talk about like the last point that I really wanted to, like I had in mind to talk about was the, the, how beat switches can kind of tie themes together uh-huh. and broke as fuck. by Corday is like such a perfect example of that. Uh-huh. Like in practice. Yes. Because the whole first half of the song is like the title of the song talking about him like being broke and like having to do you know this that and the other survive the the second half of the song both lyrically and sonically musically is like a uh like a victory or like a celebration tune or it has like that that feeling to it to uh-huh. me like it's it's like a it's, or celebration is a better word it's celebrating like you know like it literally opens up the second half of the song after the beast switch with like you know, now I'm I'm out partying on yachts and I'm like living it up versus, you know, I'm not having to worry about like where my next meal is going to come from anymore. Mm-hmm. And just like that is like, that's just such a good man. It's just so good yes. to have both like the, th- the theme of like coming from nothing and now you've made it or at least you're starting to make it. And like what what that looks like and, and how, you know, you feel about it tied to the music itself. Yes. It's just so. Mwah. Yes, man. Yes, yes, I totally agree. And I, I did hear this song before, but I haven't gone back into. It. I haven't got, have not gone back and re-listened to it until we added it to this playlist. And yeah, yeah. For, and Corday has been blowing up in the last couple. I think he's gonna be. I'm hoping from because everything I've heard of him, I've loved. I'm oh, hoping yeah. he like really blows up and is like a name that we're hearing about for years and years from now. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I same <laughs> hard same on that one. Um, but mad shouts out to the producers of Broker's Foot. Um, that was uh, produced by Take a Day Trip, Rochelle, Coop the Troop, Kid Culture, and Smoke Ono. Next one up, uh, we want to give a shout out to the producer of Slow Down Turbo by Rich Brian. The producer of that one was Rich Brian himself. Beacon, Bailey, Philly, uh, Teddy Sinclair, The Donuts, Trophies. Reske and SK, I guess. Okay, real quick, I want to interrupt you again. What did you think about this one? This one was an interesting one for me. This one, okay. Because uh, specifically because it has multiple exactly. B-switches. 100%. Which was the main reason I decided on this one as, as my last pick, because it because of the multiple. Yes, I like the multiple, and I also like how the... Um, it also has a speed-up part. Yes. Much like Twisted Heat. It did. It did. Yeah, for those reasons, exactly. So I, I like that it had multiple um, multiple switches. also like how it sped up and then slowed down. I like the effect that was used on it. It was pretty dope. And I like how thematically it all tied together. And then personally, I actually like the end of the song because it kind of just- I really like the end of the song, really actually. It's really like smooth and kind of just kind of fades out a little bit. And I'm just like, okay, you kind of- like the message of the whole song is like, okay, you know, slow down. You're you're you're, you're doing slow too much, down. and then and the turbo party kicking up a little bit. So, I, I get the tug of war nature of the song. You know, yes. it's like you know you're trying to slow down, but you're also trying to speed down, speed up. So and the it all built because of that tug of nature for me. How I feel like is like pressure is building as you're listening to the song, mm-hmm. and once it gets to that outro where it is much more, you know, it has that soft outro kind of piano music playing or whatever mm-hmm. it's like the the pressure is just like the valve is opened up for that and it's just slowly coming out now yes like the it's pressure just it's is like released. it's releasing yeah absolutely absolutely yeah that song is like the epitome of what my dad tells me all the time he'll say take your time but hurry up <laughs> 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 all right moving on to the rest of the songs uh cabaret uh by justin timberlake uh that was produced by timberland 
um, Justice Timberlake and uh, Daniel Jones. Medicine Man was, by Dr. Dre was produced by Dim Joints and Focus. Uh, What's Your Point by Mia X was produced by Beast by the Pound. Um, Be Great by Backwoods was produced by Backwoods. They're a live band, so they produced a Are you saying shit. Backwoods or Backwords? You know what? Let me rewind that back. Because I was saying backwards, but I'm looking at backwards, and these words that's coming out of my mouth is not saying the right words. So, "Be Great" by Backwards was produced by Backwards because they're a live band and they play their own instruments and they do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Despicable" by Grandson. Okay, let me pause myself on this. One. <laughs> okay, so when I first heard this one, I wasn't expecting that that aggressive of a chorus with that because mm-hmm. it started off very acoustic. And it was kind of just like, you know, kind of just like a little vibe. And then, of course, you know, you kind of hear like the the, the, the kind of build up, but I wasn't expecting it to go as hard as it did in the chorus. And I love that part of it. Also, I go ahead. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I've listened to Grandson for several, several years now. And I was I just wanted to point out how delighted I was that you included this song. I've not, for you know, just I guess because of YouTube's algorithm and everything, I've not like actually listen to them in some time before this, but despicable is definitely a song I'd heard before and a song I had to love. So as soon as I saw it on here, I was like, yes, that is such a great pick. Oh my goodness. I don't know how to think of it. Yes. But yeah, so I just wanted to give you props for picking a good song that I also happen to love already. Sweet. <laughs> and I thoroughly love how this song basically says, this is the, I ain't shit anthem <laughs> yes. he basically was like don't fuck with me i'm i'm a sorry pe- look i ain't shit like I'm, I'm terrible i'm terrible if i was you i wouldn't love me neither yeah. it's like he's like he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like man he was like look, look i'm telling you right now like if you mess with me like i'm just gonna fuck you and leave like i'm i'm, I'm i ain't shit <laughs> so that's basically what the whole song was about and i just crack up at that part of it uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the producer of that was uh, Boone. I pr- I guess it's pronounced that way. Boone or Bob. It also makes me think of Daffy Duck. Just How? inexorably. It just. How? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's something I always have to like try really hard to divorce whenever the song comes on. God dang it. <laughs> okay, thank you for ruining that for me. Now, now I'll be thinking about it. <laughs> I thought for I thought for like a good ten seconds. I was like, should I tell him that, or should I not? I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> Despicable. If I was you, I wouldn't love me either. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, there goodness. should be a Daffy Duck remix of that song somewhere. Oh, man, I'm quite sure you can get an AI to do it. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, and the and the last two, uh, Twisted Heat. Um, off the Rough Riders compilation featuring Twisted Dragon produced by Swiss Beast and then Down to the Wire by Hybrid was produced by Hybrid. Because so, they do all their own stuff. They do all their own shit. They composers don't fuck with Hybrid. Um, but yeah, so these were the songs that we thought demonstrated um, pretty dope uh, beat switches. And I just, just kind of to tie it all together, I just like how you can sonically take two different styles or two different uh tempos or or just two different literally two different songs and make it into a single song or a single thought and it's almost like like i don't know i mean i, I guess it kind of helps with like the attention span of of like some people because you know how like as you know the beat goes on 
That that song was like 10 or 13 minutes. Yeah. So so it, to me, it's kind of like it's a nice little like you're listening to a song and then that happens and it kind of like forces you to re-engage with the song sometimes. So I think I, I think when executed correctly, I'm not saying every song should have a beat switch, but it's also it's a nice well, yeah. little little like, oh, OK. It, it has to be intentional, I feel like, like. If you're just like, oh, I'm just going to make this song a beat switch and you just slap it together, it's not going to have the same effect. It's not going to hit the same way. Yeah. It needs to be an intentional design choice, I guess, for lack of better words. I, don't, I feel like there's a better way to say that, but you, I hope you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I, I, I think the word, word you're looking for is like purpose, purposeful. Like it has yes. to have an intended purpose. It has to make sense for why the beat is switching not for the sake of just switching for the sake of being switched it's like yes like at this point of the song we need to change it up flip it up and just kind of re-engage the listener into the point that you're making for me it's just it's amazing that or what's amazing about b switch especially again a lot of my picks are like that hard kind of cut into basically another whole another song but for me the favorite my favorite part i think is just you can have two basically wildly different emotions uh-huh. evoked from one song because of that, because of the different sounds you're getting uh-huh. and the different, again, you know, different themes you're talking about, different lyrics being, being rapped or spoken or whatever it is. Like just the fact that you can have in one three, four minute song you can have like one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. Emotion wise is like, uh, to me, that's what music's all about. So yeah. I feel like beat beat switches just kind of really embody that getting that range. Absolutely. It definitely uh, paints the whole picture, the whole story. It's like a complete story sonically. Like it kind of takes you on a whole journey. Mm-hmm. So, alrighty. Well, thanks for listening to our playlist and hanging out with us this week. Tell us what you think of the yes. playlist. You can find all of our social links, previous episodes and previous playlists on our website afterplaylist.com. And if you'd like to support us directly, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash afterplaylist. And yep, yep. once again, don't forget to play and share this playlist with your friends and family. Anybody who got ear holes, just walk around with a boom box and force them to listen because it's worth it. Yeah, it really is. It will enrich your life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Until next time, keep on listening. Keep on listening. Bye. Bye. Black Giraffe made this.